Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. And Ellie. And we are the Queer Arabs. I'm Saudi American and a lesbian. I'm bi-trans Lebanese and we are recording here in Houston and... And in... Where are you, Erkan? I'm in Berlin. Berlin. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So Erkan's here to talk to us today about this really cool festival that's about to start uh, very soon. Before I won't even try to summarize it. I'll let Erkan talk a little more about it. Um, So can you... First, introduce yourself, talk about your background, and then Mm -hmm. talk about what the festival is going to be. Yeah, sure. Uh, So my name is Arkan. I'm a Syrian Turkish, but I was born and raised in London. Uh, My family are from a place called Antakya, which is right on the Syrian-Turkish border. And my family are Arab Ailuis. So we're kind of like a small distinct sect of Shia Islam. But uh, my immediate like my parents and my aunt who i was raised with in london they don't practice really and neither do i it's just more of like a spiritual heritage sort of thing for us but it's always been something i've been in touch with back home and i always go back to turkey and i used always go back to the syrian border i mean not as much anymore yeah, but in yeah. the past um so i did my undergraduate in middle eastern politics at soas which is quite a good university in london it's like uh, it's the school of oriental and african studies and it's got like iconic middle eastern professors who are from the region who kind of like take the narrative into their own hands and represent ourselves and kind of ironically tackle the um orientalist aspect of middle eastern studies even though the school has the word orientalism in its name oh i love it i love it <laughs> yeah it's it was good like to yeah it was a university which was founded by like colonial britain and it was the whole idea was to kind of create this whole knowledge as power let's go to the Middle East, to North Africa, to Asia, to um, to continental Africa, and let's colonize and let's do it by like educating ourselves in this very hegemonic way about how these places produce their identity. And then right. Enoch Powell went there and he was the famous British politician who did the rivers of blood thing about immigration coming to the UK, about mm-hmm. like a mass wave of migration. And then I think like 70s and 80s, it got taken over and became like a very left-wing institution. And it still kind of embodies that with its... Um, academic structure I guess but yeah anyway so I did my master's at UCL in forced displacement studies like gender and migration was my focus I'm going to be published quite soon for uh, Jadalia for an article I did on the marginalization of trans women from gender mainstreaming gender mainstreaming policies and UNHCR's refugee discourses so cool yeah it's basically like in short the UNHCR still kind of conflate trans identity with the LGB community and as a result of that, they kind of take away from having any responsibility for protecting trans women within policies of like gender empowerment, which they do for cis women. So this research I did was kind of giving case studies and examples of how in the US and in the UK, not giving any focus to trans women within discourses of gender kind of is a not only very transphobic, but marginalizes trans women from having access to services and therefore kind of reduces the accountability of nation states. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I am currently in Berlin. I'm doing my residency with Bikish. It's an EU funded project. So now I'm in Berlin and I'm doing this residency. It's funded by the EU. It's like a curat- curatorial residency. So I'm basically conducting like a series of events. Um, I'm trying to center like queer of color narratives because there's this like mentality of Berlin being this extremely progressive place, which, you know, is like a gay haven. But I think when you're queer and of color and you're here and you're not, you know, you're not cis and you're not white, essentially. And Mm -hmm. you come into a space like this, you realize that the so-called queer community is only catering for a certain type of queer which is cis gay sounds familiar yeah Yeah. so totally get it yeah we we have that problem here (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely i mean it's it's interesting though because being raised in london i did i never really i mean i did growing up in my teens but 
in my early 20s i'm 24 so i think when i was 20 i discovered like a really on-point queer of color community and i just think going coming from london to here and seeing that like berlin is so far behind in that oh, is really okay. yeah it's really interesting comparing it to like like london is so many more milestones ahead than berlin is when it comes to stuff like this and just oh, coming from okay. that perspective is really interesting but so the festival essentially it's called noon festival it's technically the first queer muslim festival in germany but we do have a lot of people who are taking part in the festival who don't identify as muslim the everyone who is taking part who is a collaborator in our festival who is performing or presenting or speaking or exhibiting their work is of color and um it's basically it has many different forms we have uh excuse me we have a uh, photography exhibition by a turkish speaking migrant in berlin called isn't it love and it's about like a queer party which was having happening in istanbul when she used to live in istanbul and it's exploring like the notions of identity within contemporary turkish you know politics and Ooh, all of that cool. so yeah it's it's really cool we have another one of my favorite events which i, I mean I, i'm really excited for all of them but the one of them which i'm just like bursting to see is a uh, panel we've curated on the intersectionality like intersectionality in queer spaces and it's by like five different queer intersectional and off-color collectives based in berlin who are kind of challenging that gay white male narrative i was talking to you about just yeah. a minute ago yeah, yeah. so oh, all awesome. of the proceeds from the festival are going to go to masjid arabia which is a um, chicago-based charity and basically they're the first and only globally based charity which is supporting incarcerated detained and institutionalized queer and trans muslims and they provide like spiritual advocacy and support so like one of the things they do which i just think is like so outstanding and so admirable is they they like break fast so they do iftar at like children's detention centers wow and yeah so for observing young muslim children for example where like iftar and ramadan has been a time about family they kind of can still maintain that consistency whilst they're separated from their family and obviously mm -hmm. unjustly so wow. um, yeah i'm so glad to know about that organization yeah no they're outstanding so we've been following their work for a while we wanted to do events in the past but i think being a queer muslim myself it's obviously something which i find very close to home so i think having that like motivation for myself and for lorna and also for nina the other co-founder who is lorna's partner is really important because it's something that is very like you know it's 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 something which we also want to do as we're part of that community of being like global queer trans muslim community so right. yeah it's very important that's that's so cool um so you mentioned there's a photography exhibit going on what mm -hmm. other mediums will there be so that we're also doing a drag performance as well uh next oh, saturday yeah. um and we have Amazing. it's curated by a berlin-based new citizen as we we prefer to use the term new citizen through like conversations we've had with our collaborators rather than the term refugee or asylum seeker so Prans Amra is a new citizen based in Berlin and they've curated this event of like six or seven different new citizens from all over the Middle East and the North African diaspora and the Muslim diaspora so we have like a Palestinian drag artist performing as well which for Ooh. Berlin is very contentious because Palestinian solidarity politics here is very very difficult again but, sounds you know, familiar yeah literally mm, so true it's i mean you'd be surprised though i think in germany it's it's Is twice it as especially twice bad? as difficult okay yeah of course and yeah you know it's i mean we can't even really talk about it too much now for like mm -hmm. the complexities of things being misinterpreted but definitely like yeah. expressing any form of solidarity with palestine or with the struggle especially if you are also from the same region inherently puts you in a very 
problematic box of like you know claims you have to be on the defensive or... yeah of course of course and but yeah so we have um drag artists who are doing a performance and then uh we also have uh, uh, we have a lecture uh which is the intersectionality and queer spaces i was talking about uh with this these amazing collectives one of them is house of living colors who are a berlin-based of color like performance collective and then another one is new world disorder which is a berlin-based trans collective no shade who prioritize women non-binary and trans folk within like music spaces and within like dj so they do like dj workshops Ooh. and then we have um Ziegesäule and daddy which are both two large like self-professed queer magazines based in berlin as well okay. um and they're all kind of going to be talking about the importance of intersectionality and good representation and coalition we have my housemate ari arigato melody is one of the members of a berlin-based vogue house called house of melody and him and his house are going to be doing a screening of hopefully of kiki if we get the uh, rights which we're going to find out tomorrow they've been cool. really helpful so far oh, i hope so and we're also going to have a, a post-screening discussion about you know Ber like berlin voguing scene and what the voguing community means and also about the negative aspects of the voguing community which people need to address for example like issues of substance abuse within the community or depression or general like mm -hmm. it's not always just about putting on an outfit it's also about being part of the community as well and talking about that i think is quite important too yeah actually can i can i ask uh yeah. what is voguing i'm a little out of the loop on this one so voguing is uh, it's from the states uh it's basically like from the 80s and 90s there was a collective of like black and latinx folk based in new york specifically who sort of hosted these alternative worlds of like performance and walking and serving. And it was based on like concepts such as realness and the idea of not having the accessibility to be, for example, wearing a high fashion evening wear outfit in, I don't know, the Upper East Side. So rather than trying to like combat all the racism and the queerphobia and the transphobia constantly, it was a space where people kind of reproduced those narratives and took ownership of them and kind of claimed them and, and performed them. Mm -hmm. So like they'd have these categories for like, you know butch queens and femme queens and you know like trans women and just queer folk to be able to walk like they even had like military realness for example and obviously you know the segregational history of the military is pretty intense and then having like members of the queer community who kind of embody that masculine narrative within their own community reproduce it like kind of take ownership of it and make it something else is kind of what voguing and ballroom was based on right but um yeah. I mean, I'm not an authority myself on like voguing and ballroom. I just am very appreciative of the kind of cultural and queer history that yeah, we have yeah. as, as you, queers and as people of color. As you just basically have given us an undergraduate summary of it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, I'm mostly familiar with the dance element of uh, yeah. voguing. So yeah. this was helpful to hear a little bit more broad, broadly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. It's, it's like a really interesting scene and community. And it's still so prevalent in Europe and in North mm -hmm. America. And it's, it's you know, it's in the Middle East as well, in Lebanon, in Beirut. I think his name is mm -hmm. Joey Saad, something like that. He's he's a voguer and he's worked with Hansa, who's a Lebanese artist and aerial performer as well, like aerialist. Ah, like an okay. aerialist, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, it's it's really it's really important. And Pose, for example, which is you know the the TV show, uh, it it made history for having the most amount of like trans women cast as main roles and. It's, you know, the writers behind the show are mainly trans women of color and they're talking about the ballroom scene. And it's 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 amazing. Like, it's a really yeah. good form of cultural heritage for us. So, yeah, yeah it's great. Oh, that's so 
Yeah. Okay, so back to the festival before we get completely devoured. I have the tendency to have the tendency to do that. <laughs> oh no, you're gushing passionately about something. That's not that's <laughs> that's almost exactly what we're about. Can you talk about your specific role in the festival? Yeah, so I curated it. I curated the whole thing. Um and so we have Luna did a queer iftar as well. So we're having a queer iftar this coming Friday. Oh, and cool. then also Luna is a former booker who uh like she for like 14 years she worked within the music industry and she's also trained as a lawyer as well she's like a serial entrepreneur so she organized the closing party and did a lot of like the press work and things like that so it's really amazing it's been like this really collaborative like productive project which has just like really taken off and we're really enjoying doing it and it means so much to both of us to do it you know that's it yeah actually and nina as well who's the other co-founder she's like our designer she's also facilitating the space as well as luna so yeah it's oh, been amazing. really good so far yeah. yeah it sounds like oh this sounds like the perfect context for you to bring all of these backgrounds together like the legal background yeah everything yeah, yeah. That's yeah, amazing, so. the booking background. Yeah. How has your experience been curating this? Like, have you been surprised by how many people you have been able to find? Or was it kind of a challenge to find people? Or were like, people were just like? like jumping at it and be like, I've been waiting for this. It's been a mix, to be honest, because I mean, I think actually mostly it's just been a really positive experience in terms of collaborating with people i mean that's what it's been it's it's been a collaboration with so many different artists and activists and people who want to get involved and i think that you know as queer communities of color especially and especially when you're in quite a racist setting like berlin is to be honest i mean Mm -hmm. we kind of all stick together and help each other out so for me in terms of reaching out to people it wasn't difficult because everyone around me who i know is outstanding like our existence is a form of resistance in that sense and like when i look around me i just see the way all of my queer friends and my queer friends of color how they exist and i'm just like you 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 just need a stage to be able to showcase how your existence in itself is just like like outstanding because people put so much effort into everything like your entire modality of existence is perpetually under attack in some sort Mm -hmm. of way by whiteness by straightness and you you know how to defend it and as a result of that you become more refined in what you do because you become more like passionate about it so i think working with everyone who i'm working with I wouldn't say that people like jumped on it straight away, but hearing that it's for a really important cause and knowing that it's like yeah. an off-color organized event, knowing that it's in a community space, knowing that it's a space for people to all come together and raise money for a really important global cause. I think, yeah, it was it was, it was was great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the future, I want to do things like this again, make them charity events again, but be able to get proper funding and be able to also contribute like economically to everyone who's involved because right. a lot of yeah. people are doing this uh, for free and doing it to get donations for this charity, which is why it's a collaboration, you know? It's like people are coming to collaborate and producing this knowledge and sharing this information as a way to be able to, you know, disseminate that to a larger audience and make money yeah. for an important cause. But you're hoping to make it into a self-sustaining organization that actually can pay artists? Question mark? Yeah, I would love, absolutely. And I That's think- That's really cool, yeah. The, the ultimate aim for me at the moment, especially like something which I'm diverting, like dedicating 150% of my energy to, yeah. is like creating that sort of curatorial foundation where I can go to big organizations, work with big institutions, and then take those spaces over and pay my artists and pay everyone who gets who's a part of it. Because So last week in London, last Friday, uh, I curated a talk for the Institute of Contemporary Arts, which is basically opposite Buckingham Palace, so opposite where the Queen allegedly lives, obviously. Wow, so just okay. Big palace allegedly. Basically. And um, it's this very, it's this very like normative, like imperial, 
real space like mm-hmm. it's just like the colony essentially in a nutshell right, right. and um we we did a panel with sarah shulman who's obviously the new york hiv aids activist and wow. we um we bought i had travis as well travis alabanzo is a good friend who came and spoke and uh, yeah. sisters uncut who are women's direct action organization based in london they occupied a former women's prison and made it into a shelter for survivors of domestic violence after there was cuts to domestic violence services in the uk they um occupied yeah. hackney council's building when there were cuts to shelters for women for homeless women as well um so they've you know, we had these incredible queer-focused, women's liberation-focused organizations, extremely intersectional, on this stage, and I was able to pay every single person a good amount of money to come and also change minds and have conversations wow. and build on that knowledge and stuff. So that's that's the goal, you know, like to be able yeah. to do that on the long term, 100%. Yeah, it's always at the beginning. It's a, it's a hard thing to find ability. Yeah, and, yeah, and we have like, so many festivals that just go forth on the idea that the artist will come for free or pay their own way. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. I feel like that devalues artists, but unfortunately, it's like just the, it's like, na- the nature of the game at the moment. Exactly. It's like yeah. the only way to really start something up. It's I the love same this. With an I'm academia so happy you're well. doing this. Oh, yeah. oh in academia. Yeah. yeah, it's the same. I mean, like, yeah. I come from an academic background. Like, you know, I ultimately, I think as well, I will be intending to pursue a career within academia. I'm actually looking at like stateside PhDs and trying to see. Nice. like some options but yeah you know i i got accepted to two conferences to present my work in september one in barcelona one in prague but Ooh, awesome. they expect me to also pay like to... 150 euros for the ticket for the conference oh, and then gosh. i have to pay for my flights and then find accommodation so it's yeah. like to go and present my work for 20 minutes right right you're gonna have to drop have like to 800 euro yeah like i mean yeah. i can do it on a budget but ultimately when you're trying to like further whatever career which you've decided to choose for yourself when when you're trying to further that yeah. and like it's kind of devaluing when you you feel like you i don't know you're spending too long trying to like hustle and make sure that you got a roof over your head and that you can make it to that to that mm-hmm. event and you can scrounge together 150 and not do this and not do that and i think yeah. it's obnoxious because it kind of like cuts you down and makes you feel that you're never really going to be able to go far you know i guess that's yeah. how i feel at least that's a good parallel to bring up uh, yeah the issues faced among artists and among academics yeah yeah and that yeah. really and for i know this is getting obvious but it really disenfranchises anyone who is already struggling uh, financially yeah absolutely of course like, and you know the uk is a perfect example of how inaccessible i mean the states is as well of course like how inaccessible academia is and like I can sit and talk about migration and gender and all these things about first generation identity and diaspora and I can go home and talk to my first generation mum and she will look me blank in the face as the woman who lived the experience of migrating to Europe from the Middle East and she will look at me and I'll say all these discourses and she'll be like she she, it will just she won't be involved in it and Mm -hmm. she won't like not not be interested in it but she won't understand it in a way where it's not because she can't comprehend it it's just it's just contextually not placed in the right way to her and and like i think that sort of you know gap is really frustrating yeah and she's a first she's like a first source she would be like a primary source for this stuff of course exactly exactly Yeah. yeah so true oh i'm really rooting for you all i'm really excited about this festival <laughs> i'm I, I bet it has a great future ahead. It's already, so. I mean, for for it being the first time it's happening, it's sounding very strong and really well organized and put together. And that's, it sounds like it's off to a, 
amazing start and yeah we hope it continues on the same momentum i am so fucking nervous i'm sure i'm sure uh, i, I yeah, mean there's so. gonna be challenge there will be challenges like unexpected things that happen but yep. like but looking back you know as a whole i i'm sure you're gonna be so happy with can we come next yeah. year I know. I hope we can come sometime. Like yeah, honestly, yeah, definitely. It would be amazing. We can yeah. bring it to the states, or you come to Europe. It would be. It would be great. Yeah. Give, us, give us an excuse to leave the states, please. Yeah. Yeah, of course exactly. I will do. Trust me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> There's this festival here in Philadelphia, and it's called Yellow Punk, and it's kind of a similar, I guess, a similar format. It's it's a Swana festival, mm -hmm. queer and trans inclusive. And, you yeah. Know, just in the past couple years, it's gone through such an improvement. Like the first year, it went really well, you know, whatever. There was a, a good amount of people there. But in just like two years, it's grown so much. It, it blew up. It and, just blew yeah. up. And we're hoping and for like, the same for you. I hope that that's what Oh, thank you. Well, hopefully we have that, yeah. Like seriously, there is a need for this that people are... Yeah. Feel that are um, yeah. that feel like like just the other day i saw like i was directed by a friend to this post and i was like we're all like um trans arabs at and i yeah and i was just like i'm right here but i had to be yeah. connected through a friend through a friend you know yeah mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so. and there's so many of us as well our community is global and you know like exactly. it's it's really important to also create those global coalitions i mean as like a region i mean generally i i hate using the term middle east and north africa but like as arabic speaking countries as yeah. turkey as iran mm -hmm. like the result of so much conflict like both pre-colonial during the colonial and post-colonial period has resulted in like so much displacement around around the world and like for example there's a huge arabic speaking community in south america like it'd be so incredible True. to link this yeah. diaspora together and kind of have like a global coalition like a global network where yeah. queers and trans muslims and queers and trans Arabic speakers and, you know, Turkish speakers and uh, Iranians and Central Asians, like, could all kind of network and be part of this big kind of diaspora is really important. So yeah. we want to kind of, do, we, we know that obviously we're not like the facilitators of that diaspora. We're not like Arab Google, but like, <laughs> right, right. we could definitely, we can definitely have like, be a brick in the wall, you know? We yeah, hope exactly. that other people we, can be that We as well. all need to do our parts, like you, yeah. whatever small part we can do. Um, yeah, exactly. Toward the end, I mean, sorry, toward the beginning of when we started our podcast, we got mm -hmm. an email from a woman in Argentina who was like, mm -hmm. I'm so happy to find this podcast. Yes. And it was a good, yeah, That's it was like such a good reminder, like the reach exactly. that this kind of thing needs to have. I mean, exactly. by hearing about yeah. this festival, I'm like, oh my God, this thing is so magical sounding already and I want to go. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and it, yeah. it hasn't even happened yet. So yeah, I, I'm yeah, yeah. really excited for you all. Thank um, you. Uh, and then next we will talk to Luna and mm -hmm. so uh, do you want to plug anything no I think oh actually we should probably yeah Bikesh I mean Luna will talk more about the space but maybe let me just give a bit of insight into the space we're doing it at because uh, part perfect. of the reason why this festival is already kind of being so productively organized is because we don't I at least as a curator do not feel an imposter syndrome in the environment in which I'm conducting the 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 ex like the exhibitions and the events right so like one of the big obstacles, as we all know, to being able to do these events is not putting them together, not organizing as a community, but having access to venues, having access to like, you know, the ability to present that information. And while like social media does help, the biggest barrier for me to always do these events and always why I've in the past done like internships with, you know, um, government funded organizations is because I can't afford a venue. And Bikish is mm -hmm. an amazing 
incredible space where they it's run by Luna and Nina like and they Bikish stands for like BE is for Berlin which is where Nina is born okay, and raised and then the Kish is from Marrakesh like Marrakesh and um, oh cool Luna okay. is of Moroccan heritage so the, oh, the Kish bit is for Marrakesh exactly and the B is for the BE is for Berlin for and Berlin. okay it's an it's an amazing space where there's so many incredible events going on and they facilitate mm-hmm. so many like amazing meetups it's like a, a co-working space you know it's 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 a really productive place to be and wait one second sorry chris sure. do you do you have the key yeah because yeah because i don't have the key sorry one second i just need to get back into the house are you are you are you going out say your bloody time love <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Come on. He's like nervous. My friend is just like nervously looking at me, like, are you on the call right now? <laughs> Let me give you the key. Sorry. It's okay. He's hey. cute, right? Yeah, he is super, super cute, actually. That helps. Okay. I think he's on his way out to a little queer party. <laughs> oh, well. Where are you going, Chris? <laughs> um, Get it, Chris. Yeah, you smell good as well. Is this my jacket? Oh. No. <gasps> Looks so much like my jacket. Yeah. Thank you, my love. Yeah, I will do. Hello. Aww, Sorry about that. So <laughs> yeah, no, no totally worth it. The cuteness. Listening to that cuteness was amazing. Yeah, he's he's a, a very good friend of mine from London who's come to stay for a couple of days. Aww. And I think um, whilst I don't want to go out, he's like, oh, I'm going to go out, see where my quiz are at, have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. When you're visiting somewhere, it's like the thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Should we um, leave any part of that in? Would that be cute? Yeah, so I don't like, mind. Hey, yeah, it's up to Oh, okay, cool. To <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's what Bikish is. And um, that's what the festival is all about. And I really definitely, if you speak to Luna as well, I might try and um, once you've had a conversation with her, maybe see if we can ask you a couple of questions as well and learn a lot more about your work. Because I'd really like to do this sort of, I would like to make it more of a conversation than me talking at you for however long oh, it has no. been. <laughs> I mean, no, this is, this is awesome. I'm just, I'm so excited to hear about this. And yeah, wow. and anytime... We would love to Look, talk more, and we can we can talk whenever. We're always happy to talk with people. I feel like y'all are more way way more interesting than us. So no, I no, no, <laughs> no, no, I there's agree. no comparison. I we don't need to compare. It's it's not one of those. It's there's definitely other, we're interesting in different aspects and different things, but I we're know, all equally like we're yeah we're all no, great. We're all, doing <laughs> we're all great. I know we're all doing our thing. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Well, thank you so much for thank you both coming so much. on. I am so happy we got to connect with you, and we hope to make it to Noon Festival someday. Inshallah, um, yeah. Inshallah. Be both, uh... Okay, so due to some scheduling issues, um, we're actually going to stop this episode. This will be part one of about Noon Fest, and then um, stay tuned for part two. That's when we'll be talking to Luna. Thank you all so much for listening. You can contact us at thequeerarabs at gmail.com. You can contact Ahmed, who does the Arabic side of the podcast, at thequeerarabsinarabic at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Queer Arabs. And as always, we ask that you rate and review us on iTunes. It makes a difference. It makes our podcast show up for people so it's more accessible. So thank you all again.